Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on the one News Talk STL. So this is super interesting. Just talked about John Fetterman, United States Senator in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. who's got his own bucket of controversy and drama surrounding him. Coming out today uh, during an interview on MSNBC and uh, calling out all the Democrats that have been critical of Joe Biden in recent weeks, saying, shut up, fall in line, or put on your MAGA hat and get out. I mean, that's literally Mm -hmm. what he said. That's, That's literally what he said. So, which is crazy to me, because this is a United States senator saying the quiet part out loud that politicians around the country should not be telling their constituents, the people that they are campaigning to, the people that they're going to serve, that they are that they are fighting for the opportunity to serve these people. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them what you really think about things if it's negative about the party or the president. Mm-hmm. That is so wrong on so many levels. And I didn't even... I literally just saw this like a minute before we went back on the air and it's perfect because it goes right along with that. Claire McCaskill, former Missouri Senator, said on MSNBC, same place that John Fetterman was, but Claire is a regular uh, uh, there. She said that the New York Times, who we just talked about because the New York Times has been has been publishing a lot of articles recently critical of the president. Claire McCaskill said on MSNBC last night that the media stop fact-checking Joe Biden. Yeah, that's great. Wow. For them just I mean, we're just saying the quiet part out loud. You know, it's interesting because um, John Fetterman has disagreed so much with the more extreme part of that party in many things, Hamas, Israel, border, all of these things. And John Fetterman, along with Claire McCaskill, I think are be, are the examples of what the elite, as you just establishment, put it, establishment, swampy. So of course they're going to, of course they're backing Joe Biden. And I never thought that John Fetterman would qualify as something like that. But I think his more um, conservative tendencies and policies that he's agreed with for moderate Democrats have pushed him away from the far left. And now him saying, shut up and fall in line with Joe Biden because this is the nominee, makes it even more clear that he is with that camp. He's with the Claire McCaskill camp. He's with the Joe Biden and the Barack Obama and that elite old school, old school, but older family generational Democrat and isn't swinging the way of the far left. If you're a Democrat, you're running for office and you don't, like the way that Joe Biden's handling the border and the border impacts you, mm-hmm. the, the voters that you are, that you are uh, campaigning to. You may disagree. If you disagree with the president, just don't say it. Don't tell, don't, don't tell the voters that. What the heck if is you Claire disagree McCaskill with the president say? about second amendment, don't, don't say it out loud. If you disagree with them on crime, don't say it out loud. If, 
immigration. Don't say it out loud. I mean, that it, that's incredible. Claire McCaskill, I said last night, it was actually today, Thursday, uh, said on MSNBC, MSNBC, quote, can I make a suggestion? I move that every newspaper in America quit doing any fact checks on Joe Biden until they fact check Donald Trump Stop. every morning on the front page. They did do it. It is ridiculous that the New York Times fact checked Joe Biden on something. I mean, he vomits lies. Trump vomits lies every day over and over again. And it's just ridiculous that the New York Times is doing a fact check on Biden. No, it's not. That's their job. Biden is the president. That's their job. And are you trying to, are you, Senator McCaskill, are you trying to make the statement that there wasn't fact checks of Donald Trump when he was president? Because they were everywhere. And many times the fact checkers needed to be fact checked. It was everywhere. And you know why Trump doesn't get the same scrutiny as Joe Biden does right now? I mean, he gets plenty of scrutiny. Anybody running for president should. But Joe Biden is still the president. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Joe Biden is the one that's making executive orders. He he made an executive. He wrote an executive order yesterday that gave one point two billion dollars of student loan debt relief. Magic taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. He is the president. He is the one with the power right now that can do all of these things. He is the one that is putting executive orders into place, is putting out orders that affect Americans. So he is the one, above all else, that should be fact-checked. So should Donald Trump, and so should everybody else. But to act like, oh, you can't... Can't touch him? You can't fact-check Joe Biden if you're not going to fact-check Donald Trump. Give me a break. What is that? How does that work? So when Donald Trump becomes president, who's the who's the Democrat equivalent? If we if it's always got to be one from each side, who who do you got? Who are the Democrats going to say? Well, this is here's here's our nominee for the person that gets fact checked by the new. No, that's not how it works. The no. president is the one who is obviously going to be at the top of the news because he's the president. She said. I move that every newspaper in America quits doing fact checks on Joe Biden. Unquote. That is a quote from a former United States senator, Missouri United States senator, who is on national television every day. On the same day that a sitting United States senator told politicians in his own party, if they disagree with the president, don't say it out loud. Lie. Lie to the people you're campaigning to because it's better to lie and support the president than it is to tell the truth in an election. This is nuts. Well, it's one of those things that you look at and you see that the media is so used to being told the playbook by the Democrats and following and shutting their mouth and doing it because they have been that branch, those spokes people for the Democratic Party for a very long time. But you're seeing more and more that they're not, I mean, they're these left-wing pundits and these places like MSNBC and CNN and ABC, they're not Republican. They're not conservative. 
But you're seeing more and more that the reporters in the press room with Jean-Pierre are at their wits end because they're not getting answers. You're seeing more and more in the articles with the New York Times that because they're not invited to sit down with the president and he's not giving pressers and he's not talking to them, they can't do their jobs. So an example from Claire McCaskill is that this is this is her telling, but this is also a warning to to the media. You better do our bidding because you've been doing it for a long time Mm -hmm. or else. Mm -hmm. And finally, I think the media is at that point where they're like, we can't do the bidding any longer because of because the commander in chief is not able to be the leader and isn't the leader that we thought he was going to be. That's why I think she's out here saying things like that. That's why I think she's coming at them full force and saying, stop fact checking him. You you wouldn't have done this before. Why are you doing it now? Well, now our jobs are at risk. Now people are becoming unemployed and we're having to cut staff because this White House isn't giving us anything. Yeah. And why weren't you doing it? If, if that's the question, why weren't you doing it before? Then that's a really legitimate question. And the answer is because we weren't doing our job they were. We were being influenced by, so I don't know that I the think media the Democrats are pissed. They, but, I think yeah, they're mad. But what is so scary to me is how comfortable they are yeah. saying this stuff out loud. Yeah, that they think that they have so much power. They're so untouchable. They st- they they're so in charge, and you know, just talking down to the American people that they are on national television telling their own party members to lie to voters for the good of the party and telling the media to stop fact checking the president because it doesn't look good. Like the fact that they're so comfortable saying that out loud is scary because if they're that comfortable, that means that means that that shows you the level of power and influence that, that they have had. had this entire entire time. So you and I, uh, you and I had a discussion about how people are frustrated at the wrong things, and then they take that frustration out on the wrong people instead of pointing it in the direction that actually matters with the people that they need to point that frustration out to. That is this. That is that. That is this example of Claire McCaskill being frustrated with the media because she expected them to follow suit and uh, to follow orders. But really, she's frustrated at Biden and she's frustrated at this White House because for the last eight years, they were plotting and planning for things to go their way. And they thought it was all going to be fine and dandy and blissful when Biden got into the office and Trump was out. They thought they would have control. Things would be great. No one would question their authority. And lo and behold, they picked the wrong leader. This is not Barack Obama. This is not the charismatic couple that we saw with Barack and Michelle and their family. This is a down and dirty person with a family that's very mischievous that has a lot of issues and a lot of problems. And I think, Tony, they did not expect the American public to understand what kind of leader Biden was going to be. And now that we do and our eyes are open and and I will say uh, the media also is struggling. 
Mm-hmm. They're trying very, very, they're pointing their frustrations in the wrong direction. They're really mad at Biden and they're really mad about the way this, uh, this is all going down and the situation that it is. But they can't, they still need him. They still yeah. need him to be the nominee. You know what? I'm glad you, um, you, you just touched on something that I think is also a fascinating point and fascinating development due to the current political climate. The media, the media, I, I think it's because they didn't get what they thought they were going to get from Joe Biden. Right. That's absolutely it. I think that the media thought that they were going to, if they were nice to the president, the president would be nice to them. Yeah. But this president has shown that he has no tolerance for even a, even a softball question. Mm-hmm. If you, you can't even, you can't even appear to disagree with him without getting snapped at or mocked. I mean, he's calling Peter Ducey an SOB. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's snapping at other, uh, it, it snapping at report. Remember the one where he's like, oh, hey, why, why are you so nervous, man? Why are you so nervous? You know, like getting in reporters' faces when they ask him a normal question, not even like an attack gotcha question. So I think the media is like, well, we're done with you then. So they are being more critical of him than they were in the past. I don't think that we've, I don't think the media has solved its problem right. <laughs> in this country. But as you said, more and more that is happening. And the more that happens, the more alienated that relationship gets with the Democrats in the White House. But the media also hates Donald Trump. Yeah. So they don't have any friends. Which I'm happy about. Which let is the way it have. should be. Yeah, let them have no friends. Which is the way it should be. Yes, absolutely. By the way, Dr. Randy Tobler is able oh, to yeah. join us. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even We're die. ignoring We just went right into this. Because I, I was blown away. I read this right at the uh, as we were going back on the air. I just can't believe, I, again, just the how comfortable somebody like Claire McCaskill is saying that on national television. Can't, that they... That the, that newspapers shouldn't fact check the president. I just had one more thought about this. Yeah, please. This is also what happens when the media and the Democrats don't have a boogeyman. This is what happens when they don't have a common enemy. Yeah. Then it's an, then they start to say to each other, there is no Donald Trump. There is no, you know, Ron DeSantis. There's no boogeyman anymore for them to join together and attack together and tag team. Yeah. The boogeyman. And there's no teammate. There and there's no, no teammate. teammate. The the boogeyman that's on their front door is Joe Biden. Yeah. He's messing everything up for them. Yeah. yeah. And even, even the most corrupt media knows that you can't do what Claire McCaskill and John Fetterman are doing. You can't just confidently go on the air and tell people to lie and tell the media not to do its job. The media knows that it can't just go on the air and say, Look, we're going to support Joe Biden no matter what because we hate Donald Trump. And they it's gotten so bad mm-hmm. with Joe Biden mm-hmm. that they can't defend it anymore. They just can't. Even if they want to. They're just they he's so gone. He is so gone. Like we're 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 really used to it now. Yeah. But when you think about it, just watch any speech he has given in the last year. Mm-hmm. Watch him try to walk off stage. Watch him when he's in a 
if he's ever like uh, if there's ever cameras at a meeting where he's sitting at a table with people or if he's sitting in the audience somewhere, he's gone. He's sleeping or he's not paying attention. He can't say anybody's name right. He never knows where he's at. He never knows who he's talking to. Yeah. He calls the president uh, of Egypt, the president of Mexico. He's ta- I mean, like he just he's so gone, gone that the media can't protect him even if they wanted to because they know that there's they know that there they, there's they can only go so far before they can't fool the rest people of us. anymore yeah mm-hmm. and biden's crossed that line so they have to they have to address it they have to address the terrible policy decisions they have to address the terrible mental state of the president they have to talk about it and then that makes the president even more mad and makes that relationship even worse cycle it's a vicious cycle that they're in right now can i say this too so i just one more piece of this story claire mccaskill today said on msnbc quote can i make a suggestion i move that every newspaper in america quits doing any fact checks on joe biden until they fact check donald trump which why i just spelled out why that's ridiculous Joe Biden is the president. He can make policy with his pen. The president's always at the top and to act like Donald Trump doesn't get fact checked either is is ridiculous. Claire McCaskill today said that it literally said, quote, it's ridiculous that the New York Times is doing a fact check on Biden. It's ridiculous that they're doing a fact check. Trump has been fact-checked thousands of times by different news organizations. The website PolitiFact has published more than 1,000 fact-checks on Donald Trump alone. That same group has put out 289 about Joe Biden. Yeah, stark difference. So Stark reality. Not only is it the media's... it's, It's not... It's not a requirement that every time you fact check a Democrat, you fact check a Republican. That's a dumb, ridiculous thing to say. But that's what she said. And she's even wrong about that. Trump has been fact checked way more times than Joe Biden has. Way more. So even her dumb argument, which is a which is dumb. It does. It's not even right. It's far off, actually. And yet she's got no problem. And John Fetterman has no problem looking at the American people and telling telling the media that they shouldn't do their job and telling politicians in their own party that they should lie to voters for the good of the Democrats. Mm -hmm. That is wild stuff. All right. Um... President Vladimir Putin of Russia flew in a nuclear-capable fighter jet today. Hey! Yeah. Yeesh. That's interesting, right? It's a little scary. And Nikki Haley doubling down just two days before the South Carolina primary, insisting she's going nowhere. I've got the latest poll numbers coming out of South Carolina, uh, so we will talk about that and more next Uncle Lamont Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. This song is 30 years old. 
29. Came out in 1995. Oh, yeah, okay. Because they say it right here. Yeah, they say it a minute. Yeah, now it's 95 and they blocked me and watched me die. Dang. That is nuts. That is wild. 30 years. That is wild. Does it feel like yesterday to you? Not being 30, but... I don't like the tone of that question. But does 1995 feel like yesterday I don't know what that's... Does it feel like yesterday to you? Yeah, it does. The 90s. You you know what really feels like yesterday? in 1995? I was. Oh, God. You know what really feels like yesterday? The early aughts. The, The 2000s. I don't even remember those. I know, I know you don't. You got clubbing. Um, but I, I, I remember. My, I, honestly, my memory, my memory's solid through like 1999, and then it picks up again in about 2020. That's nuts. No, you remember 2016. Yeah. You remember 2016. Yeah. But, but I, I don't remember my day-to-day activities. Yeah, me either. But I remember like the big, I can like, tell you what I was doing in 1998. I could walk you through a day in the life of Tony Colombo in 1998. But not 2005. 2011? No chance. I mean, I just remember the fashion. (laughs) That's what brings me back. The fashion always sets me into place, like sets me into motion, and I can get into the headspace of that time. Because the 90s fashion and the early aughts fashion was just abominable. That it was just horrible, horrendous. Using fashion as a uh, memory device for me is not an option. That's well, not gonna What were you dressing like in exactly 2000? like I'm dressing right now. T-shirt and deep pants. Oh, man. Boys had it easy. Or t-shirt and jeans. Girls really went through it. Yeah. Girls really had a hard time. The biggest, the biggest fashion evolution I ever had to go through was when I was told by my girlfriend at the time in college that jorts were no longer acceptable and I had to start wearing cargo shorts. Oh, and that was a cargo shorts. And then man. cargo shorts. Yeah, then I remember feet. when that and then I remember when that happened that yeah. you couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, the jorts have come back full swing. Yeah. Well. Boys are wearing them. You're next. That's about all I can remember <laughs> when it comes to fashion. Jorts. Jorts. Jorts are still a thing for kids. They, like, they, they wear them. Yeah. I mean, I th- I've seen grown-ups Adults, wear them, Adults, not so much. I've seen grown-ups wear them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're pulling them off, but I've seen them wear them. Depends on if you're an attractive person. If you're an attractive person, you can <laughs> so you anything looks off. good on you. <laughs> if you're not, nothing looks good on you. That's the way that that works. That's fashion. That's fashion. <laughs> Listen to this. Here's another story that's happening right now that it's... That goes right along with the conversation that we have been having. So talked about how John Fetterman today said uh, that Democrats that are critical of the president, even if they're running for office right now, should shut up and not bring up any issues that they disagree with the president on and fall in line for the good of the party. So lie to voters <laughs> for the good of the party is exactly what he's saying. And how Claire McCaskill said on NBC, MSNBC today that it's ridiculous that newspapers are fact-checking Joe Biden and she called for a ban on fact-checking the president. These are real things. Well, AOC today was mocking Joe Biden. Here we go. 
Here's one of those Democrats that we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot recently, how many there's been a lot of Democrats that have been critical of the president. AOC mocks Joe Biden for threatening to write an executive order about the border. So the border, remember the border, the Senate border deal that was dead on arrival yeah. in the House mm-hmm. a week or so ago, the one that was like 5,000 a day uh, could cross and then mm-hmm. it would, st- you know, like it had... Yeah, like a, they were acting like it was. They were acting like it was a, a, like this big piece of border legislation, and it was not. It was a joke, and the Speaker of the House said it was a joke and said it's dead on arrival in the House. So, reports are that Joe Biden is is trying to come up with an executive order that he can that mirrors that piece of legislation as much as he can with an executive order and and just write it. Mm-hmm. So once again, just like we saw yesterday with student loan debt, he can just do something with a pen and not have to have Congress involved in the process because that's... It's a, they're in the way. That's how the, that's how the, <laughs> they're in country, the way. country works. Well, AOC has never was never a fan of the border deal for the opposite reasons of Republicans, yeah, <laughs> like, she enough. doesn't want anything down. No, she doesn't. No, she wants doesn't want any legislation. Yeah, that's what I bet down there. Yeah. Um, even this weak piece. So, this what I find fascinating is that here's a United States Congresswoman Democrat speaking out against the president. This is a real world example of exactly what John Fetterman's talking about. John Fetterman's message today on MSNBC mm-hmm. to AOC and any other Democrat that is in the news right now disagreeing with Joe Biden to shut up. So for I there's I, there's probably not a single thing policy or thought that I agree with AOC on. Right. However, she, just like any other politician, should be fighting for everything that she believes in mm-hmm. and telling and being honest with her constituents and the people that are voting for her. Fighting with, for what they believe in. Fighting for what she believes mm-hmm. in, whether I agree with it or not. John Fetterman is telling her today to shut up, don't criticize the president, fall in line. So... According to John Fetterman, what AOC should be doing today is supporting the president's idea of writing a executive order, even if she, even if inside she completely disagrees with it. Yeah. Because I, it's good for the party. That is, that is, that is not an exaggeration. That is exactly what's happening. I think when I look at something like that, this is going to be the battle of who's most popular. AOC is very, every election. I mean, but AO, but popularity specifically contest. between AOC and John Fetterman. Yeah, AOC is very popular. She's very very popular, and to the, it pains me to say this, and it's going to pain people to hear it. But she's very likable with the people that like her. She's very lovable with people that really. Lo- I mean, she's got something. She's got whatever that is that Trump had. Does mm-hmm. you know she has it to some degree. 
But when it comes down to this riff, because it looks like she's fighting for what she believes in. Correct. And and when it comes down to this riff in this party of either listen to John Fetterman shut up or listen to AOC be rebellious, people are going to lean towards that rebellious nature. I think. I don't think. I hope so. I don't think they're going to get with the John Fetterman fall in line. I mean, I agree with you that she does have that rebellious spirit, but it's not even that. It's just. Telling the truth. Yes. It's just being honest. Yeah, authentic. With, it's being with authentic. voters. It's just being honest with voters, which is, it, none of us should have to say out loud that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it should not be a controversy of politicians should be honest with voters when they're running. Like the fact that this is a conversation, and again, a fa- the fact that people like John Fetterman and Claire McCaskill are so comfortable. Going on national television and saying, hey, it's better to lie to voters for the good of the party than to fight for something um, that you believe in that doesn't fall in line with the president's agenda. I mean, it's wild. I just I think that that's just a slippery slope that they're willing to to be on right now. Anything to win. Anything to win. But that can't win. I hope not. can't win. Let's hope not. I don't, I just, I don't think it can. I don't, I think it's a bad, bad look. I think they've been in power for so long. And I'm not saying like Democrats have been in power. These politicians have had the power for so long that they don't know what to do. But not John Fetterman. Now that they're being challenged. But not Fetterman. I don't know. He's, what is he? He's gotten everything he's ever. Yeah, that's true. He's gotten away with everything he's ever he just keeps on climbing. going up. He keeps climbing. Yeah. Why would you think that anything would ever get in your way? All right. We'll be back tomorrow at 2. O'Reilly Report next in the Tim Jones and Chris Arp Show on News Talk STL.